dust, stuff. Catch a snowflake in each hand, perfect. Find two shells upon the sand, perfect. Each of them a wonder, neither quite the same. Though they may be similar in form and name. Welcome to episode 210 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I am Mike Mason, and you have found the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talked to Craig Pomerantz, and Craig has written a book called Made by Raffi, which is based on a real-life incident. It's about a boy who likes to knit and likes to sew, and Craig was so moved by this this event that happened in his life and in observing what was happening around him that he really thought that he wanted to he was inspired, I think is the best way to say it. He was inspired inspired to to write a book that supports girls and boys who are perceived as different because of their appearance or because of their hobbies. And this is a really relevant and important thing that's happening in our world today. There's lots of kids who who may look a certain way but feel a little different inside and may like things that are not necessarily typical things that boys or girls like. And that is totally and completely okay. And Craig wrote this book, Made by Raffi, to celebrate those differences, celebrate those things that make kids unique, celebrate those things that make these kids extremely special, sweet, perfect, amazing individuals. The song you just heard is called Different, and it's a song that Craig wrote for this book, Made by Raffi. You're going to really enjoy what Craig has to say. He's very, very thoughtful and should check out his book. Go find it, read it, read it with your kids, share it with your kids, share it with people who who need to know that there's all kinds of things happening in the world and there is no right answer. There's also no wrong answer in terms of who likes what, when, where, and why. And you can hear that song different all the way through at the end of the show. So check out the book. Check out this interview with Craig. And check out this music too. He's really talented. You're going to hear all of the different things that Craig does. And you're going to love it. Here he is. It's a pleasure to welcome Craig Pomeranz to the Good Stuff Kids podcast on this fine Tuesday morning. Craig, how are you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm cold, I'm, but I'm good. <laughs> you're cold. Well, so you, let's set the scene like this is super important. You are in New York City as we speak. Yes, on the is, Upper West Side. I actually just got in from London, so I'm a little, a little jet lagged, but I'm well, good. Okay. What were you doing in London? I was singing in London. Oh, okay. So this is a very important <clears throat> part of, of your story. We have a lot of ground to cover. Um, so you reached out to me because you have a children's book that you wrote called Made by Raffi. And we're going to talk about that and, and sort of the inspiration behind that. But I think uh, I'd love to, to get to know a little bit about you. I, I think not everyone gets to go to London to sing. So uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're coming from and what you do. Well, I live in, in New York City, uh, as we, well, I guess we didn't say that, but I'm based in New York City, and um, I earn my living both as a uh, song stylist, singer, actor, and travel the world singing in clubs, um, hence why I just got back from London, and also as a children's book author, which was a totally serendipitous uh, event in my life, and has really uh, become quite important to me. So I'm really happy to share that with everybody. Yeah, great. Okay, so let's let's dig into this uh, this singing piece a little bit. So you get 
is it what kind of music do you sing or is it like standards classic yeah, stuff the great american songbook which which includes not just standards from the 40s it includes sort of reinterpreting uh pop songs uh i think we i'm originally from st louis so i've been a performer a professional performer since i was age 11 and uh we had the largest outdoor theater in uh in the country uh, called the muni which is wonderful if anyone gets to st louis go to the muni <laughs> in the summer and uh i mean it seats at that time it had 12,000 seats i think 13,000 wow. anyway so um and uh so i do sort of what's considered the great american songbook sinatra type things but also pop songs that are sort of uh uh restructured so that people actually hear the lyrics i think we we hear melodies all the time, but we don't necessarily listen to the lyrics. And the lyrics are often what's most important. So, Great. Okay. So, so then at what point were, did, did this sort of idea of becoming a, a children's book author come to you? You know, because it's not the kind of thing where, you know, you're just like plotting your course for world domination and you're like, Aha, I've got it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. And, and uh, I think that, I, I had no thought about it. Absolutely no thought about it. And, and, but it was an actual incident with my godson. And he had said something that not only resonated with me, but, but made me think like 10 times. You know how sometimes something happens in a minute and your mind like has like 45 thoughts in that one minute. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and that's what happened. Um, he was having... Uh, sort of difficulty. He was a little bit. I don't want to. I don't know if he was diagnosed as you know ADD or, uh, but he was. He has some challenges, and he was um, sort of feisty and couldn't concentrate, and he was having difficulty at school. And and I ended up giving him uh, some uh, yarn and some needles because I thought that would help him sort of focus. Um, I'd read a lot about that. <clears throat> and it did. And he had an hour long bus ride to school and he would knit on the school bus. And anyway, people sort of took notice of that and sort of made a deal about it. And it made him uncomfortable for a while. Not a lot, long time. And anyway, so he at some point he was uncomfortable when we worked together. And he said, you know, all the kids at school, they look at me when I knit and then they say, dude, and they're really noisy and I don't like noise. And, and he paused and he said to me, is there such a thing as a Tom girl? And my mind just spinned. <laughs> it was like it was spinning because I was thinking immediately, I was thinking, isn't that weird that I immediately had a negative idea about that? And like that tomboy is kind of a positive thing. Like, oh, she's assertive and she's this and she's that. And Tom girl is an immediate sort of, there's a negative aspect to it that I couldn't quite understand how I felt about that. And, uh, and I thought it was a story that needed to be told. Because I also then started thinking, why is feminine a negative thing, <laughs> you know, and what does that do to girls like that they and how does that reflect on the fact how what we perceive as misogyny, how that works? You know, it's it was it's extremely complicated from a nine year old boy. <laughs> so yeah. and I immediately I went home and I just wrote this book. Yeah. And, and so it comes what what is so like cool about this is it comes from you know, a real life experience that you had, you know, drawing on this experience with your, your godson, I believe is what you said. Yes, um, I, I, just, you know, the care and, and kindness and love that you're going to put into it. You know, you're not just like pulling a concept out of the air, but this is something that, that really, really, um, happened, you know? And, and I think this, uh, 
you know, there's there's a an, there's a, there's a lot of aspects here, right? There's the idea Absolutely. that that people should be individuals, right? If you if you love knitting, like go knit, right? If you're a boy who loves knitting, and this is like sort of redefining gender roles in in lots of ways, because you know, as I think that you you sort of have alluded to, people think, well, if you're knitting, that's for girls, but that doesn't have to be the case, right? Not only not only is it not the case, but I think the most bizarre thing about it is that if you think about it, the most famous men in the world that are designers or knitters and all of that are, are generally men. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's because uh, of a different problem we have as far as business goes, where people want to invest in men as opposed to women, mm-hmm. uh, which also should not be true, of course. But it's interesting that that these that we have these notions about about how one develops at a young age and what they should or should not do and and uh and it was it's it's disturbing to me and i think we all obviously we're getting a lot more notice of this kind of situation from all areas and um i think i hope we're improving and being kinder and and also creating a better world for everybody because my belief is that as adults, as children, as at all ages, we need to try on different skins in order to be, find out who we are as people anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's a constant journey. Absolutely. Um, and, and this book promotes diversity and embracing differences. And I think that kids need that message and that's great. So did you, so this is always fascinating to me, the relationship between the writer and the artist or the illustrator. So you, Margaret Chamberlain is the illustrator. Was did you have some sort of uh, like artistic oversight in terms of what she put together, or did she bring it to you and you were like, "My gosh, that is perfect"? <laughs> not actually, no, not at first. <laughs> and it was interesting because this is my first book. Uh, the and and the the uh, the editor, the chief editor of her imprint, uh, Janetta Otterbury, um, she had sent me a link and said, "Here are four uh, illustrators, this is our preference, which was Margaret. Mm-hmm. But if you don't like Margaret or want to use somebody else for whatever reason, you can look at those. And you know, it was my first book. I really wasn't, you know, I was excited and I wasn't going to argue to tell right. you the truth. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't dislike them. It wasn't necessarily immediately what came to mind. Um, but then it's, it's, it's a complicated thing, children's books. So, you know, they immediately, I agreed to Margaret. I thought there were color, her stuff was colorful and fun. And then, so we agreed to that. And then, then it takes on another, another level because they started, it started getting interest around the world. So one of the first countries that was interested was Italy. Mm. And they wrote back and they said, could you shorten uh, the character of Rafi's hair? And I was just sort of like, well, that's kind of part of the story, right. but you know, yeah, we want to sell it to Italy. We want the, the story to get out, the story to be told. So we didn't mind that. So we shortened the hair a bit, and then uh, Korea was interested, and they said, "Well, we can't, we can't sell a book where the main character has blonde hair because my actually my godson's actually blonde." Oh my so, gosh, this is so crazy! <laughs> Cover the hair. So. Yeah. So it was funny. And then so it all sort of developed. And once once we got it going where everyone who was going to buy the book immediately was satisfied, then then I could say, oh, you know, this, that, you know, I had or dog or whatever. So. Sure. OK. But it's, it's a complicated. Uh, totally, indi- totally complicated. So you've had some uh, some interesting um, some interesting uh, sort of outpouring for this. Right. And, and what I think is interesting is um, Janine Roth 
who you describe as Oprah's guru. I've never heard of her before, but um, oh my she... god, she's got million. She's like one of the top New York Times bestseller lists all the time. <laughs> so she and... she endorsed your she endorsed your book. That's amazing. So she, she loved it. Yeah, it was uh-huh. really really nice that she she read. It. Well, and she's one of those people that that like you, um, who helps the world. You know, because it's. You know, you don't always have to agree with everything, but at least that she believes in the exploration of who we are as people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she just thought this book was uh, told in a very, I mean, I appreciate it. She said it was told in such a, a clear and gentle way. Mm-hmm. And it just was, you know, it was, yeah, it was really nice. Really and that, nice. Yeah, and totally. And I, that comes from the relationship that you actually have with the, with the main character. Um, so uh, another note here is that 75 of your books were given to the Archdiocese of New York Catholic schools for their libraries. That had to have been a super cool feeling that that happened. It it is. It is. And and I think that for especially children's book, I think, first of all, I think we always forget. And I talk about this a little all the time. I think that we forget the impact that a children's book has even on us, on us as adults, let alone as children. I think we sort of, we were children, we read them and put them away. But, um, you know, if a children's book has some meaning to you, it stays with you forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's really interesting. But to have the Catholic Church sort of look at this idea of, of diversity is is uh, really wonderful. I mean, it's there. It's listen, the Catholic Church does wonderful things, as, uh, whether you, you agree with all of its uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> participations or not. So sure. um, and I was thrilled to be a, I think I think every library, every school library should have books like this. I mean, there's an organization we need more diverse books and we definitely need more diverse books. Definitely. I think that there's a, you're, you're on the sort of the, the tip of the, the cultural tipping point that's very redundant. But I do think that like the, the world is opening up to all kinds of different looks and ideas and experiences and, um, to, to, and you are helping to, to lead that charge. And from a, as a parent of three, uh, I appreciate oh. your efforts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So the the last piece, which is not necessarily well, it is totally book related. I don't know what I was thinking when I was saying not necessarily, but there is a song that goes along with this book, and yeah. I, and I think it all comes full circle for you as a singer. Um, the song is called "Different," um, but tell me a little bit about the people that you worked with on this because I think there are some uh, you know certified heavy hitters like like yourself, and uh, just a little bit about the song and and how it came to be. Yeah, it's, it was another, I mean, you know, the thing is, this has been the most wonderful experience of my life. And I have one, I'm lucky enough to work in a field where I get personal attachments all the time to people. And, and I think nothing is more fulfilling to engaging really with people and which is why I do what I do. So I sing all over the world and, and I've run to many, many people and I was lucky enough to run into Amanda McBroom and she had, she's written many, many wonderful things. She's an actress as well, but she's written many wonderful songs. Her biggest hit of course is the award-winning song that she wrote for Bette Midler called The Rose wow. and uh, which is of course a national standard and yeah. international. Standard. And um, and she um, and I ran into her and I told her about this book and she said she'd love to read it. And after reading the book, she and her one of her writing partners, composers Michelle Browerman, who if you as a parent, you probably have seen all the Land Before Time series. So Most she definitely. <laughs> so they, uh, they 
they do all the music for those uh, as well. Anyway, they they she gave it to Michelle and they read this and she wrote this incredible lyrics and Michelle put it to music and then they said, "Here, record this." And and I was thrilled and I recorded it and it was just uh, a really, you know, one of those dreams that come true. You know, yeah. so it was great to be in the studio with them and and uh, and sing these lyrics which are, you know, so important. And it's, yeah. a, it's a great song. I hope you have it. You can play it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I will do. I listened to it this morning. It's great. Um, so so I think, A, congratulations to us. We did not get into spoiler territory. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the the whole sort of, again, like where you're coming from with the, or the writing of, of this book and the reason why is um, authentic and important. Um, I love that there's a sort of a soundtrack to it with um, <laughs> with an amazing song. Um, but I, I also know that you're a creative person. Um, so I guess without giving too much away, this is sort of a two-parter. A, anything coming down the pipeline that we should be aware of? And B, if so, how do we keep up with you and follow you on social media, website, etc.? Well, thank you for asking. I, I think that once I did this book and started getting all of this uh, – interesting these emails from around the world i decided i needed to tell more stories and so i'm trying i've written three other books all empowering children i hope um and a lot of them like the next one that i really love is uh, about body image which i think is extremely important yeah. for, for boys and girls and then um also, um, and I, of course, sing all over the world. So I, I haven't sung in Texas. I got to oh, come to Texas. We got to do it. We got to make it happen. Um, so, but I, uh, anyway, so um, that's what I'm doing. And I'm, I'm about to go in the studio to record some more CDs and, uh, and hopefully do a TV show for PBS. So I'm oh, very excited about all of that. Cool. Very cool. Well, it was, um, it was great getting to know you, and I want to thank you for everything that you're doing to uh, level the playing field, I think. You know, if you're talking about body image and you're talking about, um, you know, ideas of kids should be able to do what they want to do, when they want to do it, and who cares what other people think. It's a beautiful, important, and perfect sentiment. So, um, Craig, I can't thank you enough. And, um, again, tell us how do we find you? What's the social media and website? Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, C-R-A-I-G-P-O-M-R-A-N-Z.com, CraigPomeranz.com. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at MadeByRafi, which is, of course, the title of the book. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and reach out to me, whoever's listening. Do reach out to me. Yeah. I'd love to hear from everybody. Excellent emailer. I will vouch for you. Craig is an excellent, <laughs> excellent emailer. Well, Craig, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me today. The book is Made by Rafi. The song is called Different. Um, and we should check out all your other stuff, too, because it sounds amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for the work you're doing. All right. So how can you not want to check out Made by Rafi? I mean, you're going to hear the song different all the way through in like 40 seconds. But why not also enhance that experience by checking out the book Made by Rafi by Craig Pomeranz. Thanks, Craig, for reaching out. Love talking to you about the book. Love talking to you about what inspired you and hearing about all of the different things that you do. Want to reach out to me, just like Craig did, mike at goodstuffpod.com. Email me or the at symbol goodstuffpod on social media. Here is Different by Craig Pomeranz, inspired by the book Made by Rafi, which was in turn inspired by a real-life experience. Talk to you soon.
such a snowflake in each hand Perfect Fine two shells upon the sand Perfect Each of them a wonder Neither quite the same Though they may be similar in form and name Girls play baseball, boys knit hats Different Some love dogs and some like cats Different Some are born to stand and sing Some are born to run Sisters and daughters, brothers and sons. Now we share this time and place on a ball that spins through space underneath the same bright star. More than what we think we are. Stuff.